This is Sunbird Sound Off, presented by Farmers Insurance Agent Sheila Frousey. Whether it's home, auto, renters, or business, for the insurance that best fits your needs, call Sheila Frousey at 559 221 5160. Let's go, Davis. Stay up to date with the Sunbirds at fpuathletics.com and on social media at FPU Sunbirds. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Sunbird Sound Off. I'm Eric Bentley, and as always, the Sunbird Sound Off is brought to you by Farmers Insurance Agent Sheila Frousing. You need home, you need life, you need auto, anything that you need, make sure you contact Sheila Frousing. She is a women's basketball alumni, so you know that you can trust her. Big thank you to Farmers Insurance Agent Sheila Frousing for being the sponsor of the Sunbird Sound Off. We had a jam-packed week of FPU Sports this past week, so we'll start by getting you caught up on all of that, and then after that, Tim Slack and I will spotlight track and field as they have just gotten their season started. After that, we'll talk with Madison Flores to see how the team is looking to build off of last year's success early in this season. And as always, we will close things out with what is on the menu for Fresno Pacific Athletics this week. So with that, let's get started with baseball as they got their season underway with a four-game non-conference series against a very tough Western Oregon team. The offense didn't really come in bunches throughout the weekend, but the Sunbirds were able to get the better of the Wolves, taking three of the four games in the series. And here is how it happened. On Thursday, it was a pitching duel as the PacWest preseason pitcher of the year, Justin Fusen, took the bump for the Sunbirds. Fusen pitched five innings of shutout ball, striking out 10. The Sunbirds were able to get him one run of support thanks to a Cole Yoshida sack fly. Western Oregon, though, answered with a runoff of the FPU bullpen in the sixth inning, and the score would remain tied at one all the way into the 10th before Yoshida muscled the ball up the middle for a Sunbird 2-1 walk-off victory. The action continued with a doubleheader on Friday. In the first game, it was Western Oregon who struck first, plating a run in the second inning. The Sunbirds got on the board as Jared Aguilar hit the first Fresno Pacific home run of the season. And later in the game, the Sunbirds were able to take advantage of an error as they went on to score four unanswered runs in route to a 4-1 to one victory. The second game of the doubleheader went the Wolves' way, though as they were able to score one run each inning from the second all the way to the sixth as they came away with the first victory of the series, beating the Sunbirds 5-3. to three. And then on Saturday, it was FPU who was looking for the series victory. And again, it was the Sunbirds coming up with a timely hit, trailing 3-2 to two, headed to the bottom of the eighth inning. The Sunbirds were able to take advantage of two hit-by-pitches and a walk to put runners on before Nolan Brown eventually singled to give the Sunbirds a 5-3 to three lead. They would hold on to that 5-3 advantage and take the series three games games to one some stats and some standouts from that four game series Chris Clement and Kotaru Matsumaru really impressed in their Fresno Pacific debuts Clement going five of 11 from the plate with a double three runs batted in and two walks Matsumaru goes four for 13 from the dish a pair of doubles one run batted in but he was able to reach base four times via the hit by pitch 
There were also some great performances as well, aside from Fusen's five-inning score, ten-strikeout scoreless outing. Brady Crow coming out of the bullpen pitched four innings over two games, no runs, only one hit allowed. He was able to pick up two wins for the Sunbirds. His record now two and zero. Garrett Cooper also picked up his first win in his first start of the season as he was able to hurl six and a third innings of one-run ball, striking out four, walking none. Fresno Pacific now 3-1 and one to start the year as they head out on an 11-game road trip. Women's water polo continued their busy start to the season uh, with a pair of road games down south against Occidental and Claremont Mud Scripps. The offense was working early and often for the Sunbirds on Friday as they took on Occidental. After jumping out to a 6-0 lead at the half, FPU was able to double that scoring output in the third with six goals and holding Occidental scoreless to double their advantage. It was a 12-0 lead after three for the Sunbirds. FPU only gave up one goal late and secured an emphatic 17-1 victory over Occidental. Tatum Benson led the way with five goals, bringing her season total to 10. Christina DuPont, Sam Dieterle, Rosemary Chapman, and Alexandria Hasso all tallied two goals apiece in the Sunbirds' victory. It was a quick turnaround, though, the following day as they took on Claremont, and both teams traded goals throughout the course of the game, but despite the Sunbirds' best comeback attempt, a five-goal deficit with just over five minutes to play was too much to overcome. The Sunbirds dropped the second game on the weekend, 11-8 to the final score. Bella Alcantar and Hannah Walker each finished with two goals apiece. The Sunbirds now two and four on the year and will be in action at home for the first time this upcoming weekend. Men's and women's basketball also were both in action at home this past week as Hawaii Pacific and Chaminade headed over here to the mainland for their Northern California Conference road trip. We will start on the men's side as the Sunbirds were able to pick up their third victory in conference play with an 88-82 victory over Hawaii Pacific. The Sunbirds held a 12-point lead at the half, but the Sharks were able to tie it up with about three minutes to go. However, it was the senior leadership of the Sunbirds that proved too much for the Sharks to handle as Nate Kendricks finished with a team-high 22 points for the Sunbirds to go along with six assists. Darren Person Jr. had 21 points, eight rebounds, and Spencer Heimerdinger, 13 points, four rebounds, three assists, and three blocks in that Sunbird victory. But just three days later, the Sunbirds were going to need more than those 88 points that they scored against Hawaii Pacific as a high-powered Chaminade offense came to town on Saturday. They put up 96 points in route to a 96-72 victory over the Sunbirds, leading the way for Fresno Pacific. A bright spot, though, Kyle Monk, a career-high 19 points on 5 of 10 from three-point land. The Sunbirds now 6-15 and 15 overall, 3-11 and 11 in conference play. On the women's side, the Sunbirds continued to make strides late in the season with a pair of victories over Hawaii Pacific and Chaminade, and it started out with that victory over the Sharks as it was the most complete game of the season for the Sunbirds, a 79-51 to victory over Hawaii Pacific, and they got things started right off the bat. They jumped out to a 7-0 start, and the Sunbirds didn't really look back. They saw contributions from everyone, but Jenna Kurz and Jolene Corona leading the way with 12 points each. Eight Sunbirds made at least one field goal, and postgame Coach Beauregard said, we don't need anybody to score authority. We just need everybody to be additive, and additive they were. In that game, though, not just the scoring, Sunbirds able to pull down 47 rebounds, 19 of those on the offensive glass to secure the well-rounded victory. 
They picked up right where they left off on Saturday with an 82-43 throttling of Chaminade. Sunbirds led that one 39-21 at the half, and they kept their foot on the gas in the second half. The bench provided a huge spark for FPU, scoring 58 of the Sunbirds' 82 points. Jolene, Corona, Jenna Kurz, and Julie Ramirez all scoring in double figures. The Sunbirds have now won five of their last six games, and by the time that you're listening to this podcast, both Sunbird teams will have wrapped up their homestand with a game against Concordia Irvine taking place yesterday before they head to the islands for their Hawaii road trip. And since we're talking track and field all episode long, we'll finish up with them as they were in action at the Ron Man Invitational at Northern Arizona. Mo Bradley headlined the Sunbird finishes as he won the shot put with a toss of 17.43 meters, inching closer to the Fresno Pacific School record. Caleb Jimenez finished fourth overall in the 60-meter hurdles after winning his heat. Isaac Davis took third in the 60-meter dash. Bo Olson took fourth in the 800 meters. And on the women's side, their day was highlighted by Brianna Green as she finished fourth place in the 200 meters with a time of 25 seconds and one one-hundredth of a second with net, which now puts her all-time, 10th all-time in Fresno Pacific history. So that is your wrap-up of what happened in Sunbird Sports. It was a busy week. Coming up next, Director of Athletic Communications Tim Slack and I will dive into what this track and field team has been able to accomplish, especially over the last few years and what we can expect from this very talented team when we come back next on the Sunbird Sound Off. At Alpha Graphics Fresno, the success of your business is your biggest priority and ours as well. Alpha Graphics Fresno is a locally owned creative company offering custom print, design, signs, and marketing solutions. Almost anything that's awesome. We truly care about product quality, customer satisfaction, and establishing long-term partnerships with our clients. Visit us at 3950 North Chestnut Diagonal, Suite 107, or give us a call today at 559-476-2900. Connect with Alpha Graphics and be awesome. Every team needs a player that can be trusted to go beyond the box score. When it comes to insurance, you need an agent that you can trust with life, health, and business insurance, as well as home and auto. Sheila Frowsing, a member of the Sunbird family, a women's basketball alum, and farmer's insurance agent, is that person to put your trust in. Sheila specializes in all of your insurance needs, going beyond the basics and providing service that will exceed your expectations. Farmer's insurance agent, Sheila Frowsing, 559-221-5160. Welcome back to the Sunbird Sound Off. As always, for our second segment, I'm joined by Director of Athletic Communications, my partner, Tim Slack. And Tim, when you want to talk about a program that is on the rise here at Fresno Pacific, look no further than what Coach Ray Winter and Fresno Pacific Track and Field are doing because they have really just been continuing to move the needle, uh, especially these last couple of years. Well, when you talk about, like, storyline of rise, fall, uh wherever you're at, I, I think this program has arrived, right? The, the national championship team you're going to talk to, uh, Madison Flores coming up here in a little bit. The 4 by 400 team was honored at halftime of the men's basketball game last week. Um, I, I got to talk to them a little bit, and we'll, we'll be putting that interview out. Uh, but I got to talk to the, the group of, of four that was out there. Uh, Kyla Richardson was also involved in that group. You know, she was a, just a stud for FPU as well. I don't think... Uh, we talk enough about her contributions. 
Um, but that group was feared. And I remember, and I've said this to them multiple times, um, but last year I saw them race at the conference championships and they were a team that just got my attention from the beginning because of the way they prepared, the way they carried themselves. And then they were just in first place all the time. And so I, and you saw Fresno Pacific track and field travel together and it was just different than any other team in the conference. And so now being a part of it, um, and getting to work with them a little bit, getting to work with, with head coach Ray Winter. I, I was talking about, you know, storyline terms, right? Rise, fall. I, I think this team has arrived, right? Like you win a national championship. Uh, it's no longer rising. You, you're there. And, and there's an expectation there. Uh, I got to hear Coach Winter talk to the team a couple of weeks ago and, and talk about um, – just the, the expectation level for the program to, to shine. And I think that that's something I was eavesdropping a little bit. So I'm kind of taking probably a team message and, and putting it out um, without his permission. But, it, you know, it's one of those things like the expectation is there. The expectation of what the Valley produces in terms of athletes. Um, we got some of the best. And I, I think that's been fun to watch this team uh, start to blossom. And it's one thing to have success, and it's another thing to build a culture and have success. And that's what, you know, to your point, where, where when the Sunbirds roll up to a meet, you can tell that there's that togetherness. You can tell that they have that culture. You can tell that they have that drive. Seems like Coach Winter and this Sunbird track and field team has found a really good balance of having success and building that culture as well. Yeah, I think anybody who comes into this culture sees a, a national championship team and they know that they need uh, that the maybe not the expectation is to win a national championship in every event, uh, but that this is a program that can produce national champions. And so as soon as you get that in, right, especially with a, a sport like track and field where there's a, a bunch of individual ways and in to be successful, I think it raises the overall level. And so now, you know, th there's some guys uh, and, and gals that the preseason expectations are pretty high. I, I think one of the guys to talk about in the Javelin, uh, Dahan Malusinich, uh, in the Javelin, sophomore, big guy. I mean, there was talks of trying to do a little exhibition to see how far he could throw the Javelin, uh, and they were going to try and do it maybe – uh, somewhere off of the track, and there was no safe way to do it. So I think that should tell you uh, that he can throw the javelin really far. Uh, it, the, there's other guys. Mo Bradley is continuing to climb up the FPU uh, record books in the shot put. Uh, the guys in the, the sprints, uh, Caleb Jimenez and Colin Bates, you talked about them last week. Uh, they went one and two in the 60 meters. So you're just looking at that, right? Like every weekend, somebody's popping, somebody's standing out, somebody's moving up the record books. Um, there's just this competitiveness and growth. And I think that feeds into what you're saying about the rise of the program as a whole. Um, but I think the arrival is, hey, everybody feels like they're going to make their mark on this program one way or another. And if not, okay, we'll settle for a conference record or a national record or whatever it is. And and at the very least, right, they're in one, two, three. They're at the top of their heats, the top of the pack in what they're doing. 
Yeah, and it's funny because obviously we've talked a lot about the the four by four hundred on the women's side, the national uh, championship relay team. But if you look up and down the FPU leaderboards, uh, as far as school records go, you'd be hard to find uh, somebody in the last two or three years who's not in the top three or four or five, maybe in those records. And it's funny because you look at it and you see, okay this school record was set in 2021 and then you look in the next season 2022 somebody comes along and tops it you can really see that this this program is on an upward trajectory well and you you look at a mentor type thing and i think you know be good to talk to madison flores about that coming up of what um the the culture is like when you're passing the baton, so to speak. But you get freshmen, you get transfers in who see what the work ethic is, see what it takes to compete at that level, and then you bring in their raw athleticism, and the example's been set, right? The mold has been laid. And Ray Winter is one of the first to lay out um, that he has some excellent coaches in the individual events. He, I think that was one of the first things he ever said to me, and it has stuck with me. Uh, since I got here, was he's got really good coaches who train these these athletes well, um, that instill great discipline in them. But then the athletes go out and work, and and to watch them put in what they do. I was talking about the example of the Pac West Championships. I, I mean, I was out there the other day after tennis, watching uh, just the the women's sprint team warm up and the focus, the the attention to detail, the way that group operates as one. It's so weird because you don't think of it the way you do a team sport, and yet they're constantly raising each other's level just in the way they prepare. And it can be difficult, too. Obviously, this kind of goes in with building the culture, but it can be difficult when you've got a program that has so much success. You get these newcomers in, but and obviously, like you were saying, we'll talk with Madison a little bit later about you know how the team kind of leads itself, but you know it can be difficult for newcomers to come in and try and live up to the standard but it seems like uh, fpu track and field as a whole it seems like they've really all they're all together on the same page and they've got things working really well well that goes into what you're talking about a program on the rise uh, of you still feel like while they have arrived that they're they're still elevating right and, and again i think that is when when the standard's set when somebody comes in and proves that it can be done right like people make excuses in, in different places all the time about, well, if we had this, if we had that, then we could compete for these conference championships and national championships and stuff. And all it really takes is that one time of somebody saying, I don't care what the situation is. I don't care what the odds are against me. I don't care what your preseason projections are or whatever. We're going to go out and perform. Once you get that the first time, right, no matter what changes – and, and if things get taken away, if the situation gets harder, if the schedule's tough, you get injuries, I think what happens is somebody has proven that it can be done. And so from there, you take, and in Fresno Pacific across all sports has great, rich history, but I think when you have a recent national championship like that, the bar gets set, and then you get people who are attracted to that and want to come in and then they say, oh, well, with my athleticism, now I can do this. It just puts the picture in people's mind, right? And so I think, you know, in talking to, to our athletes, I'm thinking of a couple of people that stand out of now they've seen the way it's been done. They see a template for it, and they're like, oh, I could do that in my event. I, I can top this time. I can be a little bit better here. I think 
I'll, I'll use Mo Bradley because he, he just had another great performance at NAU this past weekend uh, in the shot put. And I think that that's something, I mean, he is knocking on the door of first all time, and he just continues to get better. He continues uh, to grow his time. He was already second. He did it last March, and now he's closing in on what that that first mark was, uh, all first place mark was all the way back in 1973. And I mean, I don't know not to get too political talking about global warming and stuff, but I'm sure the air was a lot cleaner. So the shot put flew a lot farther back then in the seventies or it was lighter. I don't know. Um, But it's just one of those things, right? You see what that standard is and, and Mo's a relentless worker and and just watching the way he prepares and stuff. I wouldn't be surprised if that record goes down this year too. Yeah. and, And it wouldn't surprise me if when I do my, my recap of what happened this past week to open up the segments from here on out, wouldn't surprise me if we see a couple of more Sunbirds notch some school records track and field off to a hot start. They have two meets under their belt. They will be in action all the way through the end of May. Coming up next year on the Sunbird Sound Off, we are going to talk to one of those national champions in the 4x400 from last season. Madison Flores joins the Sunbird Sound Off when we come back. Hello, I'm Joe Haydock, license number 02013076. My wife, Cynthia, and I own and operate Haydock Real Estate. Hi, I'm Cynthia Haydock, license number 01358518. Haydock Real Estate protects your interests by handling your transaction with competence and kindness. We invite you to call us at 559-392-5283 to learn how our thoughtful approach can help you sell or buy your next home. Call Haydock Real Estate today at 559-392-5283. Executive Auto Detailing has over 30 years in business around Fresno, the complete automotive detailing and restoration place. They're ready to exceed your high standards when polishing, waxing, engine steam cleaning, or shampooing your car. Family owned and operated with over 15 professional detailed technicians to meet your car's every need. Executive Auto Detailing is ready to serve you, so head to executiveautocenter.com or call 559-222-9987. If you belong to a Mennonite Brethren, Mennonite, Brethren in Christ, or other Anabaptist church and are looking for home or auto insurance, look no further than Mennonite Insurance. We insure our members' homes, churches, and our commitment is to provide you with competitively priced superior insurance products with the highest quality service. Instant, no-obligation homeowner's estimate is available to you in 15 seconds at MennoniteInsurance.com. Welcome to back to the Sunbird Sound Off, as always presented by Farmers Insurance agent Sheila Frowsing. And now we welcome on to the Sunbird Sound Off, Madison Flores, or or should I say national champion, <laughs> Madison Flores. Madison, how are you doing today? Thanks for joining us. I'm doing really well. Thank you for having me. All right. So obviously you guys, two meets into the season here so far. But before we get started about that, I want to kind of rewind a little bit. And talk a little bit about last season and, and how crazy of a whirlwind that was 
So take us back a little bit. You guys got celebrated, obviously, a couple of days ago at the uh, men's basketball game for your national championship in that 4 by 400 relay. Walk us through a little bit about what that experience at championships was like for you guys. Oh, man, it was so fun. It's Looking back on it, it just still seems unreal. Like, did that really happen? And, you know, we have videos and we watch replays of it. And in the moment, it's crazy. It's like, did, did we really do that? And, like... We know we did because we have like the trophies and the championship ring and all of that, but it just still to this day feels like it was just unreal. And to share it with Danae and Chloe and Kyra was just like the cherry on top because we had been together for four years and we bonded over dying on the track and also just life and being roommates. So it's great to get to share that with them too. So coach said you guys literally ran the race of your lives, all four of you in the same race. How rare is that of a feat when everybody's just clicking on the same page for, for those for that, you know, that one race? Yeah, we were really prepared for that moment. We had for four years, really, we had talked about that with each other. Like we can win a national championship. So it was it was a long time coming, you know, so we had that goal in mind from my freshman year. Um so we were really prepared, you know, our coach, he's great. He really prepared us to peak at the right moment. And, you know, us four, we really push each other every day um, at practice, on meet days when we're racing each other. So that really built up and led to that one moment in the four by four where we could just let it loose and just do what, do what we knew and train to do. All right, so obviously that finish from last year sets the bar high. We'll talk a little bit more in detail about the, the runners that you guys are throwing out there. But um, how do you personally move on from those accomplishments and set goals for yourself for this upcoming season? Yeah, so I just look back on what was done and kind of the um, learning aspects that I can take from last year. And really, it's just all about building off of what was and growing off of those learning aspects and um, really looking for a couple more national championships in the relays, um, hopefully my own in the 400 and the 200, you know, just really trying to focus on the whole idea that it's limitless, you know, for myself personally and as a team, like, to not put limitations on ourselves and just really go for it. And so this is obviously a team, you guys have a, a very big mix of newcomers, but obviously you've got some high caliber returners, yourself included. How have you, have you taken a leadership role to kind of let the newcomers know what the standard is around FPU? Yeah, so kind of as the captain, I have really been trying to encourage them to like not be, not be intimidated, like just go after it. Don't shy away from like, you know, being aggressive out there and just really pushing your boundaries and practice. And so kind of pulling them along when we're doing race models and putting them right next to me, trying to push them has been something that I think is really going to help them and me elevate each other. So, yeah. How, how much is it difficult or is it difficult at all for you to balance that kind of leadership versus trying to push, you, you know, your teammates to get better? What's that like for you as a leader to find that balance? I think it's I think it's good and it's needed because, you know, on a team, even in track and field, that is so much has an individual aspect. You really need people to train with that can push you. So when you're pushing each other, everyone has different strengths out of practice. So some people are better in short speed, 
distance and some are better with endurance. So to find that balance of like our teammates who you need to put next to you in more endurance-based practices and things like that has really been beneficial because like I said, even the new, co the new girls on the team have different strengths and it's good for us to push each other. Is that something that you personally kind of push each other to be better, or is that something that Coach helps out with as well? Um, it's both. I think he he sees some things that sometimes we don't see or I don't see, so he'll kind of adjust it in practice or put certain people together when we're doing block starts or race modeling and things like that, so that helps a lot too. So obviously, you guys don't have many meets in Fresno. Um, so you're you guys are on the road a lot. You're traveling a lot. You're going here and there. How important is that team building on those road trips outside of a practice or a meet when you just get that time to relax and hang out? How important is that to building that team uh, camaraderie? Yeah, it's really crucial just to kind of build that chemistry, especially when you're on a relay team. You know, you need chemistry for handoffs and just you when you have that bonding time outside of practice, you really get to know your teammates on a different level outside of sports. And that's something that's always been really important to carry over into a meet day. Is that something that you feel is is very unique and, and very well-rounded to Fresno Pacific? Because I've talked with a lot of players and it seems like they have that same answer where, you know, it, it, this is such a tight-knit community. You're obviously local out of Visalia. What does this Fresno Pacific community mean to you? Uh, it means a lot. FPU is just really about growing in community and kind of um, being a servant leader to others and your teammates and things like that. So I think Ray really helps us with that too and kind of leads a lot of good um, team bonding things and stuff to really help us grow closer in that aspect. And also just being on a campus that isn't ginormous, you know, helps a lot too because like I'm an RA, so I have a couple of my teammates as residents. So I have that with them too, where I bond over other things more too so yeah all right so now let's talk a little bit about what you guys have been able to accomplish so far here uh throughout the course of the year you guys had the uw invite and then uh you also uh this past week uh, you were also competing at nau so let's start uh up at the at the uw invite um obviously first meet of the season um did you guys come out kind of as you expected to come out what was that kind of like getting that season started you know, UW is always just kind of one of those meets where you don't really put too high of expectations on yourself or anybody. Um, so it's really just go out there and see see what kind of work you've put in and what kind of things you need to take from the meet and work on and practice next week. But overall, it was a really good meet weekend for us. We did we came out really strong. Um, everybody had really good season openers. Um, the girls in the 200, we did really, really well. Um, some really good openers in that. And our 4x4 did well, too. Like I was telling Tim earlier, um, Ari and Bree had splits that were basically matched what Chloe and I split last year at the same meet. So that was a really good sign and something to look forward to for us. So talk about what that's like a little bit to see these newcomers come in and kind of pick up where you guys left off. You're, you're the lone returner on the 4x400 National Championship relay team from last season. But what's it like? Does that kind of build up the confidence of the team when you see these newcomers come in and basically just hit the ground running, literally? Yeah, yeah, it's really great. I love to see them just go out there and be fearless, if you will. Um, you know, they show that every day at practice. They're just really willing to work hard and just do what it takes. And so they don't shy away from 
kind of going out there and just doing what they do and being aggressive and um, really putting it down. One of the interesting things that I find with uh, track and field and, and a couple of other sports is the fact that both the women's and the men's teams are always traveling together. You guys are always together. Is there kind of a competitive balance between the women's and the men's side? How do you guys push each other like that? Because obviously you guys are running races. The men are out there. You know, what's that competitive balance like from those two sides? Yeah, I think the competitive part comes during our practice days, more so than meet days, we're really encouraging each other and cheering each other on. But during practice is when sometimes it'll get competitive or our coach will kind of mix us in together and the guys don't want to get beat by the girls, obviously, and we kind of want to put them in their place. So that gets interesting and that's where the competitive part comes sometimes. But overall on meet days, we just try and be really encouraging and kind of build each other up. Is it easy to flip that switch from being competitive in practice to being cheering on meet days, or, or is it just kind of natural? I would say it's pretty natural because at the same time on the women's side, like even when we're in practice, we're competitive with each other too. That's why that's what makes us so good is we push each other and we're competitive with each other, but we're also teammates. So as much as we are competitive, we still want to see each other do really well. So I think it's the same between the men's and women's sides, kind of when you get that competitive aspect in practice with each other, it's really easy to be competitive with each other, but also to want everyone to do well at the same time. So we see it a lot of times in sports where success can kind of be contagious. Is that the same in track and field where, you know, you're watching out there, you see Abe Salam Tefra run a good time and then say, hey, now we, we've got to come with, with our game. What's that like, you know, early in the season? Is that success contagious? I think that success is definitely contagious. It's kind of one of those things where you really build off of other people's momentum. And when you see your teammates doing well, it makes you want to rise to the occasion too and be like, okay, we can do the same thing or I can do that. Or if I can't do that, I'm going to push myself as best I can to get there. So what's the mentality? You guys have had some success here early in the season. What's the mentality just to keep grinding and keep pushing yourself further, even though, you know, you look up and down the, these last two meets, there have been a handful of first, second, third place finishes. How do you guys stay hungry out there? I think just seeing what we've already done in the last couple meets and realizing that we're kind of ahead of schedule in terms of our times that we've been putting down. And I think that's the biggest thing is realizing, okay, we're already – hitting these marks this early in the season. So by the end of April or May or at nationals, like it's really limitless what we can do. So let's just keep grinding and pushing each other and see what happens. So how does that go about adjusting your goals throughout the course of a season? Um, you know, obviously, you know, you say you run a time here and then the next you know, week you beat that time by a half a second. How does setting those goals go? I think for me, I have... I have set goals for overall at the, by the end of season, but really what it is is setting those daily goals that you want to achieve, your weekly goals, or this me, I want to hit this. And so I think by hitting those daily goals and those weekly goals or those meet goals, you're constantly adjusting your end goal. So based off of those smaller goals, you'll adjust the bigger goals. So if you know, I'm PRing way earlier than I think, then I'm going to adjust my end goal, what I want to hit at nationals, to a much higher standard. Is that something that you've seen the younger players get more respect, receptive to as they've been, 
kind of figuring out how the program works? I think so, for sure. I know a lot of um, my teammates have come close to their PRs already in our last couple indoor. Um, so I know that's super encouraging for them to see, okay, maybe I'm going to be adjusting my goals of what I'm going to be hitting at the end of the season. All right, so um, obviously still plenty of season left to go. Um, what do you think the ceiling is for this team overall? Uh, there really is no ceiling. I think, I think we're really trying to push the boundaries every day, just you know, and see what happens. Um, really not putting those limitations on ourselves, and I think we have a really good chance uh, for the women's side for both the relays to have come out with a national championship again, and we're really going to be having a lot of athletes competing individually at nationals. So. You know, we're really we're really looking to do something at the end of season, and it's limitless for us. So you guys do have uh, two meets in Fresno. You have the Sunbird Invitational that's happening at Sunnyside, and then you've got the West Coast Relays. Obviously, that's a big meet that's happening in Fresno. Why should people come out and watch this Sunbird track and field team? You know, Sunbird track and field always is looking to put on a show. So especially... Um, in April, I think, is the one at Buchanan. And that's really when we're starting to peak out and really training to get those PRs. So it's a high-level uh, competition meet, so that'll be a really good one to see some PRs and to see us do something crazy. All right, so uh, I'm going to leave you with uh, one last one, a fun one. We've been talking with Madison Flores from Fresno Pacific Track and Field. Obviously, you're a sprinter. If you had to pick one field event, to compete in, which one would you choose and why? Field event. Hmm. I would probably choose long jump, maybe, only because that has a little bit aspect of sprinting in it that I could still utilize. So maybe that would help me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, you get the speed, you can jump. Madison Flores, a national champion. She and the rest of the Sunbirds are in action all season long. Madison, best of luck to you and your team the rest of the season, and thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. All right, we'll take a quick break, and then we will come back here on the Sunbird Sound Off to let you know what's on the menu for this week in Fresno Pacific Sports when we come back here on the Sunbird Sound Off. At Alpha Graphics Fresno, the success of your business is your biggest priority and ours as well. Alpha Graphics Fresno is a locally owned creative company offering custom print, design, signs, and marketing solutions. Almost anything that's awesome. We truly care about product quality, customer satisfaction, and establishing long-term partnerships with our clients. Visit us at 3950 North Chestnut Diagonal, Suite 107, or give us a call today at 559-476-2900. Connect with Alpha Graphics and be awesome. Every team needs a player that can be trusted to go beyond the box score. When it comes to insurance, you need an agent that you can trust with life, health, and business insurance, as well as home and auto. Sheila Frowsing, a member of the Sunbird family, a women's basketball alum, and farmer's insurance agent, is that person to put your trust in. Sheila specializes in all of your insurance needs, going beyond the basics and providing service that will exceed your expectations. Farmer's insurance agent, Sheila Frowsing, 559-221-5160. Welcome back to the Sunbird Sound Off. We'll close things out with what is on the menu for Fresno Pacific Athletics. Before we do that, though, we got to give you the Student Athletes of the Week presented by Alpha Graphics. We'll give you first a couple of honorable mentions. 
On the women's side, Tatum Benson with five goals in a victory for the Sunbird water polo team over Occidental. A couple of other honorable mentions for the Sunbirds on the men's side. Bo Olson taking first place in the shot put at the Northern Arizona Invite. Also, one other fun fact, Justin Fusen was named the PacWest Pitcher of the Week for the first week of the season. But now the Student Athletes of the Week brought to you by Alpha Graphics will start on the women's side. Jolene Corona in the Sunbirds' two games against Hawaii Pacific and Chaminade. Corona was able to score 26 points and grab seven rebounds in the Sunbirds' pair of victories. So Jolene Corona, your women's Alpha Graphics Student Athlete of the Week. On the men's side, Brittany Crow, really nice job for the Sunbirds coming out of the bullpen as he threw four scoreless innings across two games of work did not allow a run only gave up one hit and was able to get two of the three sunbird victories to his name and now we'll let you know what is on the menu for what is going to be another busy week around fpu athletics swim and dive We'll get things started at the pcsc championships that is going to go from wednesday all the way until Saturday, so best of luck to the Sunbirds who are going out there competing at championships. Men's and women's basketball will be in action twice this week, once at home, once on the road. Yesterday, as of the time of this recording, the Sunbirds have not taken on Concordia Irvine yet, but that game happened yesterday. So Sunbirds finish out their homestand against Concordia, and then they will head on their Hawaii road trip as they will take on Hawaii Hilo. That game is going to be on Saturday. Baseball gets an 11-game road trip started on Thursday as they will head to Chico State. One game on Friday, two games on Saturday for the Sunbirds. Also in action, men's and women's tennis. The women on Monday yesterday, they took on Sacramento State on the road. Sunbirds will also be in action on the road at Azusa Pacific coming up on Wednesday. On the men's tennis side, they will be in action on Wednesday as well as, or on Tuesday as they take on Bakersfield here at home, and then they will take on Azusa Pacific on the road on Wednesday. One last event for the, or two last events, I should say, track and field will be at Westmont on Saturday. Also, women's water polo will be at home taking on San. To Clara on Saturday as well. So another full slate of action for the Sunbirds this weekend. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Sunbird Sound Off. This is Sunbird Sound Off, presented by Farmers Insurance Agent Sheila Frowsey. Whether it's home, auto, renters, or business, for the insurance that best fits your needs, call Sheila Frowsey at 559-221-5160. Stay up to date with the Sunbirds at fpuathletics.com and on social media at FPU Sunbirds.